Maybe you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. I'm saying the podcast shirts, they're not nicer than his. You're we have a buzz on our shirt. I think there might be an echo on our shirt right now. That's what that guy's wearing. Your analogy has become too abstract. I don't think so. I think the guy well, not living his life who's you. just on the bus, who's just a disheveled dude, who's going to work, going home, and watching whatever, that's what this podcast is right now. No one needs it. We're just going through it because we have it. But we're both sexually active. For now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a scary thought. <laughs> well, I mean that both of us are coming in the same era. No, that's not scary. That's <laughs> ideal. The fact that we might be like the guy in the bus. Well, the fact that at one point we might not be sexually active. Well, that's inevitable, Max. You might die. Well, I'm okay if I'm not sexually active when I'm dead. Yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna I go. would prefer I would <laughs> remain. That'd be pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like if someone <laughs> did some weird corp shit to me. As oh, would you, you like to be fucked when you're dead? As long as it was Carmen Electra. But <laughs> but like you're not gonna come. Yeah, I. That's nothing would be different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not coming, Max over here. <laughs> <laughs> I come sometimes. That's good. I came yesterday. It's better than not coming. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Everyone agrees with that. I hope. It's one place where like uh like social justice warriors and rapists see they, I they, die. Yeah, they, they, that's the Venn diagram. Yeah. We can all agree that coming is good. Yes? Yeah. Agreed. Okay, fine. We've reached okay. We'll elect a moderate. <laughs> Come for all, sometimes. <laughs> Every, everyone should come. Is I mean, just well, we won't say any more than that, but we'll just leave it at that, and then we'll yeah, sing Kumbaya. I, th- I think you just solved politics. <laughs> um, ooh, now I sound... Well, no. It's only when I go like this that I sound echoey, but when I go like this, it sounds fine. Well, there's definitely a buzz. No. All right. You're, you got it. Um, what, what were we saying before? You were gearing up to ask me a question, and then you didn't. Oh, I forgot it. Yeah, sounds about right. We're not the guy in the bus, though. I don't... How do you know that? Do you think the guy in the bus is aware that he's the guy in the bus? Should we explain what this is to Will? Sure. Will, do you know what we're talking about? Can you? I have, I have no idea. All right, so before you got here, we were talking about the people you see on the bus who are just checked out of life. Like, older guys, like, clearly they haven't cared about what shoes they're wearing at all for, like, 20 years. Like, they they don't care. They don't groom themselves. They wear the cheapest clothes possible. They don't pursue anything. Yeah, it's obvious they don't pursue anything. They're, they're, not, they're definitely not married. They definitely are lonely. They're definitely, like, like, sad's almost not the right word. Like, they're living in such a, like, perpetual state of... Like loneliness, n- no aspirations, um, no sex, like n- no n- uh, no like hope for for change. That they've become numb to that constant pain. You know what I mean? Like you've seen that guy on the bus, right? Do you know what we're talking about? Not really. I mean, like, uh, is this like a older person? 
Probably. They don't have. They don't have to be older, but in this parable, they are. But they probably are, because they the the numbing hmm. takes like. I mean, and I'm assuming, but I feel like I see these guys all the time, and I, I've been thinking about them a lot lately. And I've seen them since I was a kid, and I what Joe and I were talking about before is like, um, I used to think like, how did those guys get there? And the more time passes for me, the more I'm like, I see how they got there. And my argument was like, I think this podcast might be a podcast version of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That we no one knows why this is still here. We don't know why we're still, but we're still doing it. We we just keep going. Yeah, it you know, it, it it works sometimes, but like not that great. Well, that's that's more than what the guy in the bus. The guy in the bus does not work sometimes. He's got a job. Say so he has moments of happiness. You think his team wins? A good episode of the show comes out. Those are good nights Wait, for him. Of the show, whatever he's watching. Oh, his show. His program. Yeah. You know, he has good days. I bet he just watches, like, Mork and Mindy a lot. Maybe. Like, my uh, I, my great uncle is similar to this guy. Really nice guy, but uh, never married. I don't know if he ever had a serious relationship. He, he's, I, he has been published as a letter to the editor guy in the Sun-Times dozens <laughs> of times. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Yeah. But uh, he has good days. When I see him, he's smiling. Hmm. He's one of those guys, like, he's in his 90s now. He stopped driving a motorcycle, like, two years ago. Uh, but he still drives himself. And he's one of those guys, we were talking to him. He's like, I don't I don't uh, live to eat. I eat to live. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I don't like that. Where that, that's this what this podcast is. No, it's not. How is it different? This is eating, living <laughs> to eat. Well, because you're drinking beer. No... No. Max, look, you look like you're in physical pain. <laughs> you wanted to podcast the other day. Yeah, yeah. Max was like Jones into podcast last yeah. week. Yeah, it's fun. What? Uh, <laughs> look how much fun. We're <laughs> what uh, prompted that? Sadness. Um, was it sadness? I think it was boredom a little bit. Okay. I can see how that happens. Like you had nothing to do? Yeah. How's it going so far? Is this fill is this what, fill in the void? Podcast? Is this fill in the void? Yeah. Yeah, this is something. You That's got that right. Something to do. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it. Um Hey, what's so what's our uh, listenership numbers like, Will? <laughs> <laughs> when your producer <laughs> blow, blows Are they air dropping? through his lips. <laughs> well, we haven't done one in like two weeks. Yeah. So so it's it's all gone. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's all gone. Yeah, all our momentum just crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell a friend's family about it when I was at a family party for uh my niece's birthday. Not my my friend's daughter's birthday oh, couple, uh, like last month. So Pat Bulldog told me he was um <laughs> I wind up seeing him because, well, it doesn't matter. But um, uh, he told me that he, he's like, when I, I ran into him, he's like, hey, dude, I've been listening to your podcast. I really like it. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. That's cool. Um, and then later I heard um, from his girlfriend that um, he heard that he was mentioned on it. 
So he listened to like every episode to looking for, for his mention. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. I would do the same thing. Yeah, you're doing it right now. You listen to every episode to hear yourself talk. Well, okay, yeah. So that's both less and more sad. Sure. <laughs> got anything you want to plug, Max? I just got booked for Tuxedo Cat. Yeah? Yeah, and I was like, should I even fucking take this? They just messaged you like just now? No, they did it like yesterday. Did you say yes? Yeah. All right. I don't know why. I don't really want to do it. It's all right. You were there the last time I did it. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's not, I'm not. It's not the quality of the show. It's just like. Do you want to do stand up? Well, like the last, I did a show last week, and I was just like, I was just like, God, this is like so nothing like and i even had some new material to do on it like i I, yeah i had this new material i want to do everything went fine i didn't like crush but like i did good and it was like felt like just like a really average night but i was kind of like i was kind of assessing the night and it's like is this something that if i didn't have i would miss and i was like not really the set itself did you like that not really what's tuxedo cat it's a bar show show where I don't know. Beauty bar. It's like yeah. Oh no way! That's popular. Can I tell you something? Sure. Way. Oh. (laughs) That's the type of dynamite comedy you can see (laughs) at Tuxedo Cat whenever Max does. What day? What? When is that? I don't know. Beauty. That's like a a Thursday. That's like a club almost, right? Like a line out the door kind of place. Well, when I did the show like in March. There are like twenty people there. Oh. oh man, I um, it's not it's not a weekend show. I met one of the most beautiful girls I ever matched with on Tinder. Um, <laughs> she like hit me up, and it was and we were like joking around and stuff, and it was going well. And she kept we kept trying to meet up, and it kept not working. But she kept inviting me to beauty bar on um, Saturday nights, and I just couldn't make it. And eventually, I gave up. But it was like she was so hot. I'll show you guys pictures. I stalked the fuck out of her. Well, what have you been doing? You went to Paris. Yeah, I just came back from Gay Paris. How was that? Amazing. Do you say Gay Paris every time? No. Where does the gay come from? Happy. So does everyone just say Happy Paris? I think so. Okay. Right? That's like a a thing that people say. I'm aware, but I was curious if it had another origin. Yeah, no. Were you there for like a week? Mm-hmm. You know, the speaking of hot women, the women in Paris are very good looking. No. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's like... What would uh, you, your wife think? She also agreed that they are good looking. Look at this one. The one on the left. Yeah, it's, that's too much woman for you. How come you couldn't get there to Beauty Bar? I mean, yeah. I was kind of scared. I need work. Um, Yuck, I hate this woman. What? What is she, Why would this be a photo that you would post anywhere? She's hot. She thinks she's way too cool for school. Maybe she is. You don't know her. It seems like that. And she hangs out at Beauty Bar. That woman. Good thing you didn't hook up with her. What do you think of Beauty? What do you think Beauty Bar is, Will? I've never been. Uh, There was one time where I was supposed to go, and we we drove past, and there was a lot of people outside. So we said we're not going in there. Oh my God! So hot. Let me see. Crazy hot. I hate this woman. Why? Why is she making faces in every single photo? She's having a picture taken of her. Ugh. 
I hate her. <laughs> what, what do you do in photos? Make funny faces sometimes. He looks longingly or into the distance. Or smile nicely, politely. All right. That's actually a fair answer. That's what I do, too. <laughs> and it says... it says. Well, sometimes Mag Zig Hiles, but that's just a fair <laughs> Be our friend? Question mark. What the fuck does that mean? I heard that echo on that one, too. Yeah, yeah there's, too. A, there's definitely an echo. It's kind of cool that it only comes in when you get... Like yeah, what the fuck is up with that? But look at look at how hot, so hot. No, this, you have to okay. say she looks hot. So let me describe this picture. She this is a woman in like a skirt with a yuck a long sleeve shirt underneath it. Oh! And she's carrying like a little uh, pumpkin, those orange plastic pumpkins that children use for Halloween. It's probably fully candy. But then she's got a nice, sweet smile, but then she's looking off camera. Like well, she's not looking at the camera. You should stop, because if you keep talking, you're going to solve Max's inability to come properly. <laughs> <laughs> Show then, the picture to Noodleman. And have then, Noodleman say what, say what he thinks. And then her... Super wait, hot. Wait, and then her hair yeah, is draped wait. across half of her face. Like yeah. a hot woman. That's not... That's like... What is your problem with this? Put your hair behind your ear, look at the camera, and don't try to be so cool. You sound like you're from Russia. I'm not. I, I know. I don't know what that means. Do you just not like her because she's not your wife? No, I just don't. I don't like the Instagram. I'm very cool. So I'm going to put this photo well, of What me should cool, she be doing? Not posting pictures on Instagram. That's your solution. That's the solution. <laughs> Look, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Max is right. Uh, like, this is a very attractive woman. Okay, she may be attractive, but she's lame as fuck. Well, she goes to beauty bars, so we understood that. Yeah. But, like, who, who cares? Like, Max would have been a lucky lucky human being to to believe that he could have had you that. Do, you, you dodged a bullet Holy there, so No, good. I... What is the bullet I dodged? The bullet of wasting a couple of nights on lame... Lameness, lame millennials. How was the interaction oh with her? God. Was it a good interaction? Yeah, we were. I was being funny, and she said I was funny. Oh, that's that's perfect for Max. She didn't say I was funny, but it was clear that she was. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if somebody says you're funny, that's all you need, right? That's like the hottest. Kinda, yeah. No, I agree. It's very hard to be funny. Uh, maybe for wool. For me, most certainly. Mm -hmm. Are you funny in your family? No. Like, do you make Amanda laugh? Oh, yeah. Big time. So then how could you say you're not funny in your family? Because, well, in my family... You, you mean like with your brothers? Or... Yeah, with my brothers okay. and my extended family. Like, I'm not the fun one. Well, I didn't say fun. Well, I said funny. But I, I, I think like... Like, I'm not the fun one, but I crack jokes. Okay. Yeah, I'm like the annoying one that makes the time not as fun. God, she has <laughs> such good boobs. Yeah, Max likes them uh, small. Let me see that. Well, these ones aren't small. They're just really good. She's the one on the right in this one. When they have clothes yeah. over them, it can be deceiving, though. No. You know what I mean? I'm with Max on this one so Aren't far. you committed? <coughs> yeah. Ooh, that's <coughs> a good one. I think I know this woman. <laughs> I, I remember someone else said that to me about her. That they think She's they know her? She's very familiar. She's a graphic designer... Our attempt at serious in the photo booth at last night's Chicago Design Museum grand opening. It's actually here. Hashtag C H I D M. 
Yeah, you're making an annoying voice. 46 likes. I love it. She didn't write the amount of likes she has. (laughs) She didn't say I love it. (laughs) It says how many likes you have. You You know, hey, pull up somebody else's, pull up like Tim.com's Facebook and and read some of his uh, Facebook posts in an annoying voice. Are you a big Tim.com fan? No, I'm a big like read people's posts on social media in really annoying voices. Do you you post on social media? No, I don't. I don't have. Well, actually, I recently um, started posting on Reddit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of social media. Kind of. Would you let your daughter be on social media? She's on social media. You don't have a problem with it? How Uh, old is she? Seven. I mean, she doesn't have her own account or anything, but my wife posts pictures of her all the time. But I I mean, like like her having her own account and interacting with people. Yeah, that's not happening yet. And I don't know when it'll... I mean, eventually it's going to happen. I'm not going to, like... Stop her. Yeah. I'm of the the parenting mindset of, like, less is more. Are you going to discourage it? No. I mean, I'll, 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 like... Snide comment here and there, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> is that thing? the kind of dad you are? Kinda. It's like, how do you? If, you, if there's something you don't want her to do, what's your approach? That's lame. I'll say, like, she's got this American Girl doll thing, and I. So to under your your that. goal, your strategy is to undermine your daughter's confidence. Uh no, it's like it's you're gonna like, tell her it's lame. Yeah, it's like, hey, I accept that you're doing this. I'm not gonna try to stop you. But do you in, say that? I mean, in in less words, okay. Just in my actions, like American Girl doll. That's a one. That's a thing that I really tried to like push against. I Why? just don't like it. It's very expensive. It's like a, it's like a. a Jew- that's that's the it's part a rich the Jewish. Kid. It's a rich kid thing. You know, they go to they get these dolls. Yeah, those are still popular. Oh yeah, big time. Aren't they all Hindi now? Yeah, they're just everything, whatever ethnicity you want. Oh. But it's like any time we walk past the store, it's like, can we go in there? I mean, if I'm there, absolutely not. But if somebody else is there, go ahead. You if know, someone like, else is there. Like if I'm not there, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm, and when she comes home with all this shit, I'm not what gonna does be she like, think your attitude is toward American Girl dolls? She knows that I am not that approving. I'm not gonna be like, don't play with that, don't do that. But I'll just speak my opinion. Okay. Yeah, whether or not the they choose to accept it is is their thing. I'm not gonna like make them be lame like me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, be lame, right? It's like stop liking anything, right? Because that's what uh, you're like. That Joe, <laughs> I know it. I mean, I don't like many things. Exactly. And it and I like so many things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what makes this podcast work. <laughs> So like for you to to like force that shit on other people is Hi, even more lame. I'm Max and I like a lot of things. I'm Joe and I'm not sure about that. I don't I'm Joe and I don't. Like, don't do me. I don't like it that there are that many things. It's not so bad. We are the comedy pusher. <laughs> I like how you're fading away. <laughs> Every Thursday. No, we're not. We're not even every week. We're just whenever we manage to get I don't down know here. That it was ever a Thursday. It was a Thursday. The was po- it? the show, the live show. Was that a Thursday? We went, it got moved to a Thursday when it was destroyed. Oh, it was a Monday. It was originally Monday when we had all our regulars, and the show was pretty good. Ah. Uh, and then it got moved to Thursday, and it was all over. I just read this. Um, I just finished this science fiction trilogy. Yeah. Um, and there's these people in it called the Stone Eaters that are they're like statues. They're made of stone. They're they like eat. the Rock Biters. No, they're like the Stone Eaters. They are the Stone Eaters. Shut the fuck up, Joe. 
<laughs> I made a good. I made a good point. I don't know what you're talking about. Rock biters are from Neverending Story. Oh, they are. What yeah. do they do? They they eat rocks, and they're made out of rock. Yeah, they are like that. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Continue. Uh, but they really don't have much to do with the. They don't. Really I didn't think it was the same universe. But yeah, they don't really eat stones though. The the main thing is that they they're made out of stone and they don't die. And they go into a lot of what it's like to like be alive for forty thousand years. So they go to, like the immortality stuff. Yeah, they they do that. They only do it at the very end of the series, but it's really interesting. But they talk because they, they start playing their uh, their story from like forty thousand years ago, mm-hmm. uh, whereas all the rest of it is pretty much in the last like a hundred years. And they go forty thousand years in the past when these guys were like new, mm-hmm. and then it goes forty thousand years in the future when they are the way they are now, and they're kind of like. Yeah, we just like we don't even really remember what we were like back then because it's just you just stop caring. So they're kind of like the guy in the bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're very very sad and they just can't <laughs> die and they want to really bad. Like they can't kill themselves. No, there's no way. That sounds insane. Yeah, they're just yeah they're just stuck. They just can't they can't stop being they they die when the earth dies. Um, How many like TV shows have they watched? Well, there's no TV in this universe. Is there other books? There's books, but they just don't give a fuck. Are there video games? Like, what do they do? How do they pass the time? How? What? What? Uh, is what this books? a book or yeah. like a graphic a novel? What's They're gonna make it into a movie. It's the Broken Earth trilogy. Okay, it's great. It's awesome. You a sci-fi guy, Will? Nah. I mean, yes and no. What are the things you like? Coffee. Yeah, besides grinding your own coffee. Gay no. shit. I like video games. <laughs> you like like Wind Waker. <laughs> Not Wind Waker, but Breath of the Wild or whatever the hell the new one is. Yeah, all the Zeldas. Uh I like books. You know you know what I've been I've been less inclined to really get into movies because I feel it's really dumb. <laughs> Could you <laughs> expand on that? <laughs> you look so serious. Yeah. Because I am. Why is it dumb? It just like <clears throat> it's it's come to a a point where the actors are so good at it, and the uh, the pictures are so realistic that that li- that line between like realism and movie is blurred a little bit, mm-hmm. and is that cool? It's You're selling it to me right now. It's kind of cool, but in in actuality, it's really dumb, because people don't talk like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a script. Yeah, but that's one of the things that makes it fake. That's true of books as well. Yeah, but I feel like because it's so immersive, that you lose yourself so much that it's it's uh, has a negative effect. Because then... Don't people lose themselves in video games? Uh, a little bit, but not, not, not like movies. Like, with a movie, you become so emotionally attached sometimes. You know, you're crying or you're laughing and you're getting these emotions. And you're like, this is... I look up to the... This is how I should be. Mm-hmm. I should be like these people in the movie. You know, like, this is an inspirational story. Yeah, people story. get obsessive with it, sure. Yeah, and, and it's like, and like, this is something that I should be striving towards. Like this, uh, my life is not like this. So that makes me sad. You know what I mean? 
old. So you're yeah. saying it's damaging to have stories that people I think so. try to model their lives after. I mean, I think you have a, a point, bit. but like people are going to do that with anything. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think, think if you exclusive to movies, I think the reason movies might be dumb is because they're formulaic. Because there's only like seven different movie types, and they just keep remaking them. I think that that that's a good point. I just feel like the medium for expression is heavy-handed and glorified like the Oscars and shit like that it's like these people you sound like a jaded college student yeah, right now yeah. it's like <laughs> you, yeah you really do you sound like <laughs> and the Oscars like what the fuck for real you sound like like just this like 20 year old that's like just exhausted from too much time on forums. Well, <laughs> obviously, I haven't formulated my argument. <laughs> that is obvious. Obvious. <laughs> but it's it's something new that I've been thinking yeah. about, you know, and uh, I'm still working on it. So when your daughter's watching a movie, you're like, lame. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I still I'm still watching them. But then halfway through it, sometimes I'm just like, God, this is so. Dumb. Oh, I do that now. It's like if I'm watching something and I'll stop. Good. I'm, I'm, I, in the past, I wouldn't. I would. I have to finish. Now it's like I'm willing to just. I don't need to watch the end of this. Because you know, uh, so I was thinking about something. I think I heard that uh, what's his name said, famous director of suspense, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. He was like, oh yeah, movies are like real life. But they just take out all like the boring parts. You know, and so I feel like when when you're watching these movies, they're trying to show you real life. You know, like that's sometimes I think they're they're trying to show you what you don't see or feel in real life. And well, what's the difference between a movie and a story? Because I don't think you think stories are dumb. Sometimes I think well, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like because stories are the way we kind of relate concepts metaphorically yeah and so i think like that metaphor gets blurred because people are like they because they see other people doing it they're like oh this is real life you know oh yeah people are dumb exactly like we've talked about this i think on the podcast where people think documentaries mean that really happened or not even documentaries but like based on a true story means that really happened absolutely and that's just not true and i maybe that's what's really the dumb part about it is that because like when i'm watching lord of the rings i I don't get totally real yeah i don't get these feelings of like this is really dumb i'm like oh this is a really cool story that's totally fake but then because people are so interested in these real life stories what's an example of a movie that you're bothered by in this way any biopic period any biopic or any like malcolm x any based on a true story yeah (laughs) any based on a true story any like uh or even something not that i've seen it but like a star is born i haven't seen it i've heard it's great i don't know what that is i heard it was good too I've only seen the trailer, and it it looks good or whatever. But it's just like it's just like these love stories. Like if you if it's a love story. Well, let me describe a let's let's do a hypothetical. Um, you go to see A Star Is Born. You enjoy it. At one point, it makes you cry. Do you kill yourself? <laughs> Is that bad? Is that, is it, is there anything wrong with that? 
Did you have a bad time? Is your day worse? Is your next day worse? Was that a waste of money? That's enough questions. Was, uh, you, do you know what I mean? Well, I feel no, like I agree. every one of those questions is a self-evident answer. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, of course not. Like, it's just, you're just having fun. I think if I were to make Will's argument for him. <laughs> please help me, because obviously I have no idea what it, the fuck I'm talking about. It would be about. that it's artificial. That you're not, you're being, it's like a button is being pushed in you to make you feel sad. So you feel sad. It's like it's like a game being played. And it doesn't make the experience different, but it makes the impetus of it feel cheap. Is Alinea is artificial? No. Why? A button is being pushed. Okay, if you... Okay, let's not use Alinea as an example. Let's use a great steakhouse. Sure. Uh, when, you, when you're given a steak, you're just pushing a button that triggers the... The the pl- the predictable but it's an experience. pleasure it, responses. It is uh, it is something you are actually experiencing yourself. Whereas a movie is you are thinking you're you're being tricked into thinking you're experiencing what the characters are experiencing. You're not sad because my life something happened in my life. You're sad because something happened in this character's life. But our our ability to vicariously experience stories is something that is like anthropologically old. Yeah, I'm not saying Will's right. I'm just saying like... <laughs> no, 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 but what I'm saying is you're wrong. I don't think that is artificial. I think that is human and natural. I think that for as long as uh, humans have been able to communicate, they have been telling each other stories. That's why there's like cave paintings. Yeah, maybe it's the stories that are dumb. I, th- I, I just I, don't I, see why it's... I think it, it like you can you can... Any sort of human experience, like you can say sex is dumb, you can say food is dumb. No. Wrong. Why not? Because both of those things are essential to survival. If you don't do them, you cease to exist. Yeah, but stories, I, I think you can make it, uh, you, 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 no. could, you could, well, no. you can't just say no, let me finish okay. speaking. Okay. Like, I think it'd be very easy to argue that stories are essential to survival. I think that they allow us to propagate culture, and that's something that allowed us to, uh, for our species to dominate the planet. And if not, for that, I think our species could have likely have died off. I agree with that. It's it's essential for prosperity, but it's not essential for survival. But dying off is, is bad. Is <laughs> antithetical to survival. Not necessarily. Like what? What? Say, <laughs> no. No. Let's, let's just say this. let's just restate that before let's you say this. this. Go ahead. <laughs> let's say this. Like you you're still surviving. Maybe your numbers are dwindling, but you're still around. Because you're not like let's say you stop telling stories, so people don't learn, and they're not like pros- being prosperous, and so but they're still eating and fucking, maybe not well, but they're still surviving. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not prosperous. I so don't think that's the difference. Between I mean, I can respond to that. Okay. Uh, I think that our species is not one that propagated the planet based on our physical prowess based on no. our uh i mean ba- you know what i mean based on our it's uh, our intellectual prowess yeah it's our intellectual process it's Absolutely. our process to cooperate with one another it's our process to Absolutely. create things to innovate yes. to 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 cultivate land stuff like that and i think that those are things that occur based on our ability to communicate what's happened in the past and our ability to enjoy having things communicated to us is necessary for that type of survival that is what our species is predicated on. No, that's absolutely true. And I I definitely agree with you there. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And 
I, it's, it's essential for our prosperity, but not essential for our survival. Well, then you don't agree with me. Because I'm saying that is you. essential for our no, survival. I, 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 what I'm saying is our species is reliant on that. And if we hadn't had that, we would have been selected out. Yeah, I think we would have been selected less, but not out. I so, disagree. What, 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 what would have taken its place then? We would have remained monkeys. Max, can yeah, I just look fine. at that girl on Instagram? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, so hot. Monkey, monkeys her. don't tell stories, but they're surviving. Like the panda, like it's it's surviving. It's not prosperous. It's like but on the we, endangered species we list. We would have stayed monkeys. We would not have speciated if not exactly. for this. Exactly. You would have survived. You wouldn't have prospered. You would still survive. That is not surviving. Yes, that it is, is being no. That is fundamentally what being selected out is. No. So, well, then you don't understand anthropology, because I what don't. select <laughs> I've never taken an anthropology class. The, the way Max has so, listened to podcasts, so he knows what he's talking. I about. have taken anthropology <laughs> class. Uh, the, the way selection works is at the point of sele- being s- selected to propagate or being selected out. It's not like all of the species die off, dies off or doesn't it's at the the crossroads where that that like that portion of the species that was going to stay monkeys and that portion that was going to become uh, uh, humans uh, at that point if we did not have the mechani- mechanism that made us different that made us speciate from them if that thing selected us out our strain would have not survived and it would have just stayed monkeys Jamie we would not have survived. Without Fast and the Furious movies, would be monkeys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're great movies. Possibly. Eric Scott um, was a, a film major, like a film studies major in college, mm-hmm. and, and he, he thought it was the best. Right? He like wrote his thesis about Fast and the Furious. Yeah, He's they're... obsessed with them, and he, and like it not not in any sort of like meta analysis. I know, I know. Like he just loves them. I got it. <laughs> I, you've told me that before. It's like partially mind blowing, but I've heard other people love those movies. So he, he saw things. Avengers: um, Age of Ultron, uh, or not Age of Ultron? Um, Infinity War. Infinity War. He saw it five times in theaters. You saw it twice. I saw it three times. I saw it zero times. Well, that's a great movie. I'll watch it tonight with you if you want. <laughs> I watched that on the airplane. It's great, right? It was fun, dude. So can we spoil it? Cool. No. no. Well, he kills everything. No. Not really. Whatever. So you don't want to spoil Do you need to watch the well, other Avengers Joe, movies? Do you mind if it's Do you need spoiled? to watch the other Avenger movies? No. Kind of. Sort of. I mean, they're like, hurt. They talk about them all the time. <laughs> 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 Seriously. Like in, in Infinity War, they reference the other Avenger oh, movies? All the time. Because I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, they, they mention it a lot. Is it important? No. The movie's not important. It's... Okay, so I don't really is I don't really care unless it's like this is mind blowing. You're just gonna ruin. I found it mind blowing. What did you? Yeah, I love that. That's crazy. It's one of my favorite movies ever. He referred to it as the uh, modern day Citizen Kane. Oh my god. A lot of people said that. I don't think anybody besides Roger said Ebert that. said that. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. <laughs> did one of the stone men say that? <laughs> stone eaters. Whatever. Same thing. I did like they, it. It was a risky story. Very risky. The way that the incredibly so you're not offended by any spoilers, right? Uh, am I offended by? Spoilers? I mean, like, can can I? Our listener might be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listener. Well, you've you've prepped that spoilers might be coming enough. <laughs> I mean, Joe, do you want to do spoiler or not? I don't care. 
Okay. Yeah. Max, you're the person who listens to this podcast. Are you, are you gonna be offended? You're listening? here. Uh huh. <laughs> but like the bad guy wins. I'm just not gonna be able to talk about it. Well, yeah. It's I mean, like we the, know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but it, it, so it's basically like the. It's like not the full story. Then hmm. it's kind of just like. Is well, it the, gonna be a sequel? It's like or a midpoint. There's the the. Okay, so here's the spoiler. We're gonna do it. At the Thanos' whole thing is if he gets the. The Thanos, Infinity Stones. Thanos' planet was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it was destroyed basically because they had their own version of like global warming. Their population got too big. There was too many mouths to feed. That's the, his words, not mine. Uh, it is a good they, allegory they, for yeah, uh, global warming. They ran out of resources, so he saw his whole like beloved planet die. Mm-hmm. And now what he wants to do is he wants to destroy randomly half of the population of the mm-hmm. entire universe... So that they can not only have enough resources, but appreciate the the scarcity of their lives and the resources in in the universe. Okay. And he and he sees that as the most. So he's benevolent. Yeah, he sees that as the most benevolent. So thing he's, anyone he's Drew could Michael. Do. He's Raj. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's Raj Al Ghul. Yeah, he's a really good villain. Okay. Uh, because and he's like he's like no one is strong enough to to, to, to do the right thing. He everyone, has the will. Everyone, yeah, he's the only one who's capable Josh, of doing it. Josh Brolin. And yeah, and after he does, it's not Jaws Brolin. Josh. Josh. Oh, I you think just, you said Jaws. You just hear Raj sometimes. <laughs> that was a great bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't react quickly enough, but like it was dynamite. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's how you know it's a good bit when somebody says that's yeah, a great bit. That's what I look for when I'm on stage. So, so he he does that. He like he, he succeeds. He, yeah, he kills half the population. So at the end of the movie, you see like all of these. You see Black Panther die. Spider Man. And you see him. Yeah, you see him die in like the great, like in the saddest, most. Unfulfilling, anticlimactic. So he kills like half the superheroes. Yep. He winds up killing probably more than half the superheroes. Okay. Basically, what and what happens is the ones that are left are like the main superheroes. Like, but not most of them. Like the ones that are left are basically Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. And, I get and, it now. And so, like, the, the original Avengers are left. Oh, okay. So they're gonna. So the next movie is gonna be okay. them. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tighter movie. Yeah. Because they don't need to show everyone. Then they get everyone back somehow. Oh, great. Also, like them. Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange does this thing where he like <laughs> looks in the future and he sees every possible. That's better to Cumberbatch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he looks into the future and he's like looking at every possible like reality and like the meta, the multiverse, mm-hmm. and he's like, "There's only one where we succeed." And then, and then when he dies, then he's like, "It had to be this way." Also, at the end of Ant Man two, so Ant Man, wow. so Ant Man wasn't in Avengers Infinity. Is this Ant Man and Wasp? Yeah, Ant Man and Wasp. Uh, colloquially, Ant Man two. Actually, colloquially, Ant Man and Wasp. Whatever. Uh, so at the end, so in, so Ant Man, um, at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man goes into the quantum realm where he gets so small, small that he's in the quantum realm, and he needs to come back in sixty seconds or else he gets stuck there, like, uh, like gone in sixty seconds. Like, that one woman. Yeah, the one woman, the his uh, mom or Wall some, Street's or, wife. Yeah, wife. Um, Wall Street's wife. Well, who's the guy who played Wall Street? Uh, uh, 
Uh, Michael Sheen. No, not Martin Michael Sheen. Sheen. Martin Mar- Sheen. Martin Sheen is the dad of Charlie Sheen in that movie, and Charlie Sheen's the good guy. It's Michael Douglas. Yes. Michael Douglas. Michael is Catherine Douglas- Zeta-Jones? No, not his real wife. His wife in the movie. Michael Douglas is in the movie? Michael Douglas is yeah. in Ant-Man 1. Hmm. Yeah, and Ant-Man the Wasp. Is he a good guy? Yeah. yeah. But he's a He's like kooky. the original Ant-Man. He's a little kooky. Yeah, All he's right. the original Ant-Man. Right. But he's too okay. old now. I, I, okay. But he's the scientist. He invents all the, he invented the Pym particles. He Hank Pym. Sorry to digress, but I'm really enjoying this breakdown, mm-hmm. and it's working really well. But, like, that's the other incredible thing about this series is th- they have so many incredible actors. Like that. Yeah, they do get pretty much everything. Now, for someone who hates movies, you speak lovingly of movies. Okay, but <laughs> wait, we need okay, to go explain ahead. Go, what get happens. back to it. Get back so to it. So he goes into the quantum realm to do to do research to to gather particles, and he needs to get out in sixty seconds, uh, or else he's stuck in there. Uh, so so what happens is he goes in in a controlled experiment. All his friends are on the outside, but. The moment he goes in is when Thanos snaps his fingers and all the people that were going to bring him back died. They disappeared into the ether. So he's stuck in the quantum realm, and that's why he's not in Infinity Wars, but what he brings, what he finds in the quantum realm may very well be very powerful. Do you know this from reading comic books? No. You just, this is what they talk about. This is the, what they're alluding to. Because Michael Douglas's wife, when she goes to the quantum realm, she gains incredible powers. Like she's super hot. No, she's very old. Does he? Do they meet each other there? No, because Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, had been looking for her forever because yeah. she got stuck there, and he's regretted it forever. Because once you're in the quantum room, you're, it's really hard to find you. A lot of Ant-Man and the Wasp is them finding her. I, that's what I meant. Did yeah. They, did they find her? So it's they like do the, find her. So oh, it's good. like the bottom level in Inception? Yeah, but it's like, so what it is is it's like, the the way that the Ant-Man works is that he shrinks and gets bigger. Yeah, I got it. But... They have this like sort of gauge on their helmet that prevents them from keeping shrinking. Because if you keep shrinking, mm-hmm. you get so small, you'll eventually go to the quantum realm. <laughs> and she fucking did, and she got lost down there. Yeah, so it it is a good uh, Inception moment, for sure. And they they did reference Ant Man in that uh, Infinity War. They did. I, so at, How long at some is point. Infinity War? Is it like a three hour movie? Yeah. yeah. I I I, the, I remember the first time I saw it in theaters. I was like, I. This can't end. I need this to keep going. Like I would have I would have watched a ten hour cut of it. It's so stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Vision. Vision's tight as hell. And then the love story between the hot girl and then Vision. Who you just a, hate women. Who's a robot? Well, who doesn't? <laughs> you hate you hate the woman from my Instagram. You hate your wife. No. You hate your daughter's interests. No. <laughs> Unless there's Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Zelda. Yeah, that's why you love her. I do love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the they the thing that they really did that's kind of like marvelous, no pun intended, Marvel <laughs> is is like <laughs> that movie is if if you just walk into it like Joe might, and you you don't know anything about Marvel characters, it's just a crazy fuck jumble of characters and backstory. Well, yeah, I'm trying to imagine someone like my dad watching this and like it, it, it would it was, just what be am I wa- it was, what is yeah. yeah, it's like this is so stupid. It's not accessible. Yeah, it's unaccessible to anyone that. That's something new, I think, with movies and even TV shows where you need 
you need to have background knowledge before you go into this thing. That didn't exist before. Well, these comic book movies you do, but you know, but like, you just need to watch the movies. There's like twenty of them. Yeah, but we watch them. They're really popular. I think I've seen almost all of them. Too. I've seen every single one. Most. I don't think there's a single. Well, I've seen Deadpool. Deadpool's That's not part of it. Not it. Uh, you seen Iron Man? The, the first Iron Man. I saw Civil War. Nope. They mentioned Civil War a bunch too. Yeah, it was really. I've heard Civil War. Really yeah. I've heard uh, Winter Soldier's really good. Yeah, the the director of both of those two movies did Infinity Wars. Uh, Black Widow is getting her standalone movie. That'll probably be good. I think there's that's only a Marvel dumb movies. character. She no, has no not. superpowers. That doesn't. Batman She's has just, no superpowers. Yeah, but she doesn't have his gadgets and shit. She doesn't have a Batmobile. She just fights. She doesn't have money. She's a great saying. character. James Bond doesn't have shit. Yeah, but he, James Bond isn't fighting fucking Thanos. Also, that's what makes her cool. Here, let's th- let's talk about this. You're a bad person. Can I change the subject a little <laughs> bit? Let's talk about how it's basically a cartoon, right? Of These course, movies? it is live yeah. action. No, no, no. They're animated, right? For the most part. Not them titties. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they might be. <laughs> At one point, they are. I like I like flat-chested women. Yeah, Max is not a fan of breasts. I, I think I do like them, but I prefer flat chested women. All right. That's good. You wouldn't like Scarlett Johansson, then? Of course I would. <laughs> She's not yeah, flat chested. Yeah, Max would make an exception. I mean, I still like boobs. You're just not. A, uh, then explain your position. I mean, I like them both, but my preference is. For a lack of them. Yeah, but I mean, even a lack of them, you still have them. I just think I'm a little small. All right. You don't like him getting in the way. Yeah, I just think it's nice. Is that because you're scared of, like, um, <laughs> droopy boobs? Well, I don't like those at all. I that think, I really I think like. that might be the thing. Not that you like small boobs. You just don't like droopy boobs. Here's the thing. I don't like... I you feel like them like perky. M- most times... Yeah, I, yeah, I and do. And if they're big, generally they're not perky. For sure. If they're big, it's generally because people have some weight on them. Yeah. That's where women lose most weight when when they start losing weight is in their breasts. <laughs> Surprised you didn't know that. How do you know I didn't know that? Because you laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of your dumbass voice. <laughs> good save. <laughs> Pretty good save. So yeah, I've, I've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> do I need food? I do. What was that? I haven't eaten you sound like you're on a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing I've been watching lately, and that's like what have you been watching? The lowest common denominator what storytelling. Are you, what are you watching? Currently, Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> but prior to that, here's here's like a little list of my crazy sitcom indulgence recently. Holy shit! Get ready to be entertained. Yeah, right. In uh, in France, one of the things that was on television was a sitcom called The Middle. Was it, it was a French sitcom? No, it's an American sitcom with the woman from uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. And it's kind of like a Malcolm in the, in the Middle Roseanne ripoff. Anyway, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then... Uh, you like sitcoms? How about Third Rock from the Sun? You guys ever watched that? I remember that. That one, it's, it's not bad. I can't believe you like sitcoms. John Lithgow is very good. As a, as a comedian, or kind of still, I'm a little offended. Also, just with that, like, stance you just took on Where movies, movies are dumb? Yeah. 
No, but okay, the sitcom is also very dumb, obviously. But yeah. the, the, I can't believe as a comedian you would say that you don't like sitcoms. That's I like mean, I did growing up, but then you get to a certain age, you're like, ah, oh, what? Like this is just so dumb. But it's like that's the pinnacle of the comics career in some points. Some of them, and yeah, there are of there are there have been good sitcoms. Like Seinfeld had some really good sitcoms. All in the Family is a phenomenal sitcom. Home Improvement. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, most sitcoms are just garbage. They just churn out mediocre jokes and slap laughter over them. Yeah. It's, so, it's like, when you talk about formulaic. You know, yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. It's for audiences I, who don't have any discerning taste when it comes to comedy. They're just like, oh, just tell me when I'm supposed to laugh. And they <laughs> like it. And that's not, a, and that, that's not meant to be disparaging against no. people who like sitcoms. But it's that's like why, why like alt comedy only works with comedy nerds, because they know what is being parodied. Yeah. Whereas middle Americans, they don't. They're not comedy literate. They just like, oh, this is what comedy is. Okay. Yeah. And just like the, it's so easy to digest the situational comedy. Like it's like this person, Fred Flintstone, has to be in two places at once. You know, yeah. and comedy ensues, mm-hmm. and I think there there's definitely something like you can do it well, of and, course, and you can laugh. I like the, I I I like to appreciate the writing, and I and I like to appreciate like well, Frazier uses big words, so definitely big words, but like that 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 show is clever, obviously. That their whole shtick is intellectuals being goofy you know which is like not what you think of when when you think of like the guys that drink sherry and go to the opera or whatever but they're still <laughs> like doing pratfalls or like trying to be in two places at once kind of thing also okay <laughs> next subject what is this podcast next subject <laughs> i i was looking at pictures of women yeah i figured that's what you were doing yeah. <laughs> How about pop music? I, I think we're done. I love. Wait, are we done? I love pop music. <laughs> I I know. It's okay. I I swore off pop music when I was like sixteen. Yeah, you're wrong. Maybe. I don't think so. Okay, so let's put pop music in the anthropological argument. Like the purpose of pop. I'll do you music. one better. I'll play some. I'll just play some pop music. <laughs> I understand the appeal of pop music, but I also understand that it's formulaic and there's a lot of good music that goes undiscovered okay, as a result of popular music. food formulaic? Some of it. Is a steakhouse formulaic? Yeah. What Do you like a steakhouse? Yeah, but I, I understand the argument for both. Why are they different? They're not. They're very similar. It's not a good analogy. Why? Because food is essential to survival. Well, I also think, I don't think a steakhouse keeps a small, really talented chef down. Also, a steakhouse is not essential to survival. A steakhouse is for pleasure. Yeah, but like the essence of the steakhouse is serving food, which you eat to have energy so you can live. But music... Steakhouse is not to su- supply energy to live. Yeah, what do you mean? Of course it is. No one is spending $70 on a steak to live. Yes, they are. No, they're not. No one is going to a steakhouse because they're like, man, what's the only way I can think to not die? 
Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's the it, it's the highest level of that. Yes. No, they're going there to enjoy food. It is totally separate from sustenance. No, I don't think you can't. You can't separate food and sustenance because they're one and the same. You can separate the motivation. Like when someone is just eating oatmeal with nothing on it, that is sustenance and it costs 30 cents. When someone is going to Bavette's and they're getting a 60-day aged steak that costs $70, it has nothing to do with sustenance. No, that's not true. Because you have to do it. Where do you either Joe, way, if come you on. eat oatmeal or if you eat a steak, they're both I don't think you calories. guys need me for this conversation. <laughs> what do you think? Man. <laughs> Joe, I like, I like, Joe likes I like, food, I like, okay? I like steakhouses. Yeah. I don't. I, I agree with Max. Like, it, you're not going to a steakhouse for sustenance. But, Literally, no one is. But it is part of the. Like, you are also getting that. Yeah. Because you're getting food, but you don't need to spend any more money than. No one said anything about needing to do it, but it is happening. Well, you did. No. You, sustenance is need. What is this? This is Carly Rae Jepsen. Wait for the chorus. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a bridge. So far, really good. You're not going to believe the chorus, though. I'm already not believing it. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Deep lyrics. Get in there. <laughs> I really, 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 really like you. Yeah. <laughs> How'd she come up with that? <laughs> Pop music is just like distillations of strong feelings. Oh, I get it. Like, yeah. I totally get the appeal. I'm not saying people are dumb for enjoying it. Yeah. But it's the bare, most bare bones formulaic version of music. So if something exists just for entertainment purposes, does that make it bad? No. I've thought about that a lot, and I don't know. I used to think it was bad. Now I'm not sure because I see th- I see the value in something just being entertaining. Yeah, I like, watch things that are just entertaining all the time. St- st- it helps prevent mental illness a little bit, I think. Sure, I think what I have a problem with is when people take something that is clearly just like this is just entertaining, and they elevate it to a higher status of art. That bothers me because I think that is a disservice to actual art that exists, yeah. which is my problem with popular music. Yeah. Is like people treat stuff like that as this is great art, man. And like <laughs> this is not art. Like this is really enjoyable entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's some really artistic shit going on that you're probably not gonna pay attention to because you think you just ingested art. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they're just not the kind of people who seek it out, but I feel like it's insulting to actual artists. I don't know if I still feel that way, but that was my argument for a long time. That's, but I would apply that to so, all mediums. So same, you, th- same thing with film. Like, yeah, there's right? some really good indie filmmakers that, well, like, why would I bother watching this garbage? Because most of it's garbage when I think I got good art by watching Infinity Wars. Good art. And Infinity War, I'm sure, is a really fun movie. I'm sure it's a really good movie by that standard, but it's not. I don't think it's this generation Citizen Kane. Well, how do you do. Uh, I mean, neither do I. I'm I understand. joking. It's like, how do you define art? Uh, it's really comp. I don't know. I don't think it is complicated. Well, here's how I define it, and here's how I was. I like a lot of people talked about this when I went to school. The ability to transfer emotion. That thing. yeah, something that makes you feel. Or uh, I was corrected once, and something that attempts to make you feel, or one feel. Um, I think that's a fine definition of art. Sure. And I think that the, y- the, there is a hierarchy of feelings, 
or ra- ra- more specifically, there is a hierarchy of like the the importance we attribute to certain feelings. Okay, but all right, but like a painting can elicit an emotional response. Yeah, but some paintings are just paint by numbers. Yeah, doesn't that cheapen it? Um, or or is it not cheapen it just because like the experience is pleasurable to I think look it depends. at it? But you don't that like that's my argument. Is like well, anybody could have painted this as long as they understood how paint works. But th- there are things that aren't difficult to paint that elicit feeling. Of course, that are lauded and they they cost millions of, of dollars. Of course, but the part of that art was the conceptualization of it. Yeah, the 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 technical proficiency is not what makes it art. No, no, it's not necessarily the technical proficiency. It's the simplicity of the ex- of the idea. Like, oh, this idea was already like, this idea already exists. I just have to. I just have to fill in the blanks. I don't need to engage with it intellectually or artistically to make it happen. I so just So you're saying that originality I think it's I think it's important. I Why? think pu- part of that is what makes what's it the, feel What's the value of art? What's the value of art? Yeah. To connect to other people. And I think part of that connection is feeling like that connection is genuine. And to me, maybe I'm using originality as a stand-in for being genuine or being authentic. Because when I see someone paint by numbers, whether it's uh, in painting or with music or a movie or whatever, it's like, well, I don't even know who you are. It's like watching a stand-up who is speaking through someone else's voice. Okay, so the point of art is to connect with people. Can I think we could pretty quickly think of some means of connecting with people that have nothing to do with originality. Sure. Like, like making out with someone connects you with, with them or having a conversation about your parents. Okay, well, I don't think connection is enough of a way to articulate what art does or what's important about it. It's feeling like you... There's another human who understood what you were feeling at this exact moment and you have never met. And so you will probably never meet. Why is that contingent upon originality? Because that's what I think I'm using originality as a stand-in for authenticity. Can something be authentic and repetitive? Of course. And that's like where it gets blurred because you can absolutely mimic what other people have done intentionally or otherwise and still be authentically who you are. But I think I'm using originality as a way to quickly identify what is likely authentic because it's hard to be original and inauthentic. I think it's difficult to be authentic and original because I think that we tend to feel the same things as other people. Sure. So I almost feel like I believe the opposite of what you're saying, that in order for something to elicit feeling um, uh, in, in people that are not us and for it to do that predictably and repeatedly, it almost is contingent upon the lack of originality. And I also don't at all buy the connectedness is the purpose of art. I think that the purpose of art is simply to make others feel. And I think there's value to that, and I don't think it's contingent upon originality, and I see no reason why it is. I think that, that the, 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 the obsession with originality and the obsession with uh, this is bullshit because it's easy has a lot more to do with narcissism than it has to do with rationale. Are you saying of me in particular or anyone who would make that kind of observation? Anyone who would make that kind of observation. Yeah, I think there's... A degree of that, sure. I mean, there's a sense of pride of like, well, I could do better than that. Yeah, like I think the the reason people get, mm. are critical of pop music, or the reason people are critical about like, admittedly, things that it, it uh, elicit more base and simplistic feelings, like the Avengers. But I think that the 
th those type of criticisms tend to stem from this feeling of like, man, everyone gets that. They've seen stuff like that before. Who cares? That stuff is basic. People can do that. It's not complicated. It's yeah. not special. But it's like, I think you're missing the point. Yeah, I there, think that that there's has, absolutely a level of narcissism and insecurity involved in that. No yeah, question. Yeah, I think that people get off on the fact that it's like, this is the real art. Yeah, absolutely. Not everybody gets it. And people like feeling like they're, they're on the inside of something. So people feel like I know yeah. what's really going on. Yeah, that's but a big, I think that's that is. I tr I really think that is, uh, that is like dangerously missing the point of art. So then, anything that elicits emotional response is artistic. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm having a hard time defying why not. But I'm why because it's easy because it, it because it doesn't because it doesn't make the artist no, I think, special. Maybe they're not. Yeah. No. 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 I think you have a good point. Like art exists in a far greater space than we would otherwise give it credit for. Like anything that elicits emotional response. Okay, that's not an unfair definition for art. That's fine. I mean that 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 doesn't that doesn't bode well for hero worship. But what does hero worship have to do or cult of personality? But what does hero worship or cult I'm of person? I wasn't even thinking about that stuff though. Well, I think that 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 is sort of Im Im implied though, because I think that the idea that art can only be done by like a select few, that the things that matter is only done by a select few, that only uh, that only a smaller portion of the, the population, those that are more intelligent, can even begin to understand or appreciate this. I think that, that that's nonsense. And I think that, that that is the narcissism I'm talking about. That is it, like one who looks to art and the obsession of art as a means for addressing one's own insecurity. I've, I've always felt very reticent towards, and I think that it's not um, accurate. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, but I do think originality or authenticity holds something different. I don't think those are... You, you just listed those back-to-back -back as if they are synonymous, and I don't even think they're close to synonymous. Why not? Because I think that something can be unoriginal and authentic. I agree. I'm saying I'm using it as a very quick assessment standard. Because something that's, something that's original is almost guaranteed to be authentic. Okay, fair. So if but I can a say square rectangle, of course, know? yeah, yeah. So if but I'm saying if I can identify something's original, well, then I'm pretty sure it's authentic too. So I'm using it as a cheap stand-in. I mean, I totally acknowledge that something can be formulaic or have been done before and be authentic, no question. And it's not a rare thing. No, it happens all the time. I would argue it happens more so than what you're describing. Well, particularly if you did, if you were to itemize what would make something original, because like stand-up, you can argue is almost all formulaic. Sure. Yet there's a lot of it that I would consider authentic. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on how you parse it down. Like, you don't have to create a whole new form, a whole new medium for also, it to be Also, stand-up's a pretty good... You could find examples in stand-up of things that are original, and they're not really authentic. Like, a lot of bad indie stand-up, or, like, alt stand-up. Is know. that authentic? Like, it's or is it just a person who's trying to be different? Sure. Whatever. Go ahead. Where was I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you... When you feel a connection with another human being and you find out that they were just kind of playing a role with you or using you. Mm -hmm. Or when you find out a pop star, like, they don't really care about their music. They're just in it for the money. Like, that, that it feels like... A when have you found that out? 
maybe not that they don't care about the music, but that they are oblivious about what music is. They're just like, yeah, I just go in and. When have you track. found that out? I hear, you hear it all the time. Where it's like they don't know how to write a song. They just know how to sing. And there's just a catalog of writers. They just, there's a writer. There's a bunch of writers who contribute to a catalog that the studio owns. Like, all right, you're gonna sing this. Okay. I think that there's a lot of like we were just listening to that song by Carly Rae Jepsen. Sure, she writes all her own music. I believe it. And and she cares very deeply about pop music. I believe as, it. As an, and it's like, I understand that that sounds like a lot of other stuff, but I think that like, um, like I I listen to pop music. I like it a lot. Sure. And I I, I see it for what it is. Like I don't think that it's trying to be complex or original, but I do mm-hmm. think that like that is like higher quality pop music like that makes me feel things sure when I listen to it. and i've definitely softened it on my view like i don't think pop music is as dumb as i did say five ten years ago where i'm like there's no fucking way i'm listening to it now i'm just like i i totally get it like it, i don't know if it's for me but every time i hear it i'm like I, I get why people like this i don't not enjoy this but i wouldn't usually seek it out yeah but there's I, there's something always felt more genuine about like uh they bore their soul in that song or in this movie I or something. I think she bo- bears her songs in her souls. Okay. See, I think that that's more I disagree with you with the emotional part of it. I think it, instead of it being uh, an emotion, I think it's uh, or, or art being where you're getting an emotion in the person that's uh, spectating your art or whatever. It's more communicating an idea. You know what I mean? And whether that idea elicits an emotion doesn't really... Uh, factor into it because i think i feel like maybe that cheapens it a little bit because to get somebody to cry over a or over like an image uh maybe seems kind of easier i i i won't want to say it's easy to make someone cry over an image i think that you can you can very easily elicit an emotion with you know like like we're talking about with the movies, you know, you put a, a little sad song and and a very moving image of like, let, let's take those Sarah McLaughlin yeah. videos on yeah. those commercials. Yeah, it's like it's very easy to put a sick dog and a and a sad song, and somebody's gonna get sad about it. How but easy, what's the idea there? How easy was it for her to make that sad song? Well, I think it like Joe also, says it's kind of formulaic. What's wrong with something being easy? Mm, that's a good question. Would you get bothered when comics make sex jokes cuz like, well, it's just kind of going to the mm. well. I make a bunch of sex jokes. Yeah, but you criticize the idea like you know how like we do. There's scorn there because like, oh, anyone could do that. And maybe we're it's also bullshit like, for people to think that. Part of me, okay. Part of that is insecurity because I make sex jokes. Sure. And part of that is also just like, I mean, yeah, it's it, that mostly has to do with myself and mostly it has to do with self-criticism. It's like I, I wouldn't do it if I wholeheartedly believed that even though it has been done a lot and even though it is implicitly uh, like sort of funny and reactionary or, or not reactionary, but like it, 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 it is – implicitly likely to elicit a reaction that when done well it can be artful you know what i mean yeah i understand like i can't i can't not have that in the back of my head i just think that one is tend to is likely to be uh self-critical so one of the 
debates that has gone on for a long time is like, okay, are video games art? That's like a big mode of uh, contention. Absolutely, because art. because what's his name? Uh, Ebert was the one who really like was saying they're not video games are not art, and well, he's like wrong. he's like a, he died because of that. <laughs> but he, you know he he's a. a connoisseur of the arts you know a critic of, of, he's of a one, critic of one medium i don't know i'm sure that he participated in more than just movies i mean i'm sure he never played a video game but like uh well video games are also very different during his era yeah like burger time i don't know if you would call that art i mean you could that's the but it, that's the, 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 the emotion it's listening was usually rage okay like they weren't making you. Well, that is that is fair. Although I will say, like, for video games to be art, it doesn't mean that all of them are art. Is that uh, really? But doesn't that kind of go against your? So then, does all music? Yeah, some music not, not art. Yeah, sure. Really? Yeah, why not? So then, is art contingent on the, the audience entirely? Yeah. I no. I think that. Because I someone someone might feel something. Listen to a song. I'll answer if you yeah. want. Like uh, no, I'm gonna I talk s- over you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk over you too. I just stand by my initial definition that I think that art is something that attempts to make one feel. I think oh, that yeah, there is attempts. music that does uh, that does not do that. I think that there are video games that do not do that. Okay. Like I don't think Tetris is art. So you think it's the, the attempt is what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the attempt is important because, like, I think that something can be art and fail. Doesn't mean it's not art. It just means it's bad art. Right? Yeah, I agree with you. Like when you in your criticisms of pop music, like, there's plenty of music that's like as, that's aiming to do what Carly Rae Jepsen is doing and is not doing it. Yeah. Where they're they're trying to talk about really like blunt bass feelings in really simple relatable ways mm-hmm. um in with really like powerful blunt sounds that match that and like huge drops and swells of like um like stirring sounds and stuff that just doesn't even come close to hitting the mark which i think just validates when it is done well how great it can be i just think that you can elicit an emotion without having an idea or without having any sort of uh purpose you just i agree with you you just want to get them to uh emote (laughs) and i think i I agree yeah and i think that's wrong i don't think that that's that's art that's not art why not because art is communicating an idea that's what i think i don't think it's i don't think it's an eliciting emotion that's cheap it's always an idea so is a conversation art yeah no 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 if eliciting an idea. What sorry. about a calculator menu? Sorry, that, this is the argument we had before. It's uh, sorry. So it's like a non-traditional uh, form of communication. Okay, so Asi- let's let's be very clear. Yeah, your definition of art is a non-traditional form of communication. I would say so. So what about like a Kandinsky painting? I don't understand the reference. Okay, a painting of what a... What about a Sandusky painting? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's what we call fine art. Uh, a, 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 a painting where it is... I mean, basically, this is one of those like super modernist, like 1960s, like an orange cube on a cloudy gray backdrop. Yeah. Is that not art? 
Is that communicating a specific idea? Probably. I, I don't know what you're talking Probably. about. Probably. So well, okay, you don't. You can't. You can't. When I say picture minimalist art, you can't picture something. No, I I can't. Does do you count that as art? Because, yeah, absolutely. Because I've studied that stuff, and it is not. It is not eliciting. It is not intended to elicit. Uh, a specific idea. So you yeah, don't consider minimalist paintings? No, no, art? no. The it's idea is minimalism. That's a that's an idea. What is the idea of minimalism? Is that you don't need to to put a lot of colors on the page for something to be beautiful. That's the idea. And you know what? He's not trying to listen to emotion either. Uh, th well, there I disagree with what, you. What you think he's trying to be make you frustrated? No, I think that those things are those things are extremely tonal. That those things. What emotion is he trying to elicit? I didn't say a, a specific emotion. I said feeling. I or think feeling. What I think, what feeling? How, how what is the feeling of a forest at dusk? Relaxing. Maybe, or it could Maybe. be, or it could be sublime and terrifying. Is that art though? Nature's art. Absolutely. Now? Nature's art. I, I didn't just say nature. Yeah, you said sun. No, no, you no, no, said no, no, forest no, no, no. at sunset. You didn't you, say a painting you, of forest you at sunset. You have completely twisted my. I did not say nature. I said a forest at sunset. Yeah, that is a specific tone. I, well, I'm I'm referencing sublime like British painting from like the the okay. 19th century. So a painting of a forest at sunset. It doesn't need to be a paint. Well, you're being a, gay right now. A photograph. <laughs> <laughs> it could also What's be the a medium? photograph. Well, th there are feelings that do not, uh, that are not, my point is that there are feelings that are not directly attached to a specific identifiable emotion. If it were as cut and dry as this one's sad, this one's happy, this one's funny, then there would be no art. If there was no room for nuance, if there was no room for, the w like, one of the values of art is that it can elicit the feeling in you that cannot be described in words. And to ask one to, to well, you're nodding at me as if you really agree with that. I do. And yet that totally contradicts your... No, your, it does not. Let me finish. Go ahead. That totally contradicts what you were just saying, that art should communicate a specific idea. Yeah, uh, uh, what you were saying, where you can't verbalize it, that's the point of like uh, non-traditional communication. You can't uh, communicate it with words, like you just said. So it's like non-traditional communication. Do you hear how much what you're saying resembles backpedaling? No, I don't. <laughs> What about you, Joe? <laughs> I start paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, talk about cum. <laughs> I, I agree that uh, with most of what you're saying, the only thing I disagree is that it has to be an emotional response. I didn't say an emotional response. Okay. I said a feeling. An attempt to elicit a feeling, and I don't think that that's well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. So you agree with none of what I'm saying? I just disagree <laughs> with that portion of it. That's my but there's a lot of things around that that you were saying that made sense to me. Well, I think we made a lot of progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my thesis statement, and then I just branched off of it to and explain it. Yeah, some of and your branches you... were good. But the, the, main, the main thesis was bad. Okay. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> It's obviously a uh, very old argument of what is art 
And it's, I don't think that there's a right answer. <laughs> Joe, speak. I need to send a text message. Are we still recording? Yeah, we can just end it. <laughs> Wait, is it is it done? We've yeah. been well over an hour. It's, yeah, it's definitely well over an hour. How much is it? I forgot to light you guys. I'm sorry. Well, I saw Max's phone say 8.07. I'm like, we did not start recording after 7. Yeah, it's 15 minutes. It's an hour 15. Okay. Another nice long one. That Terrence let us know how it was. <laughs>